Welcome back to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about progesterone, low progesterone specifically, how to know if you have it, if you do have it, how to know what stressors are causing it, and then how to fix it. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is the power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Okay, so if you've been around here at all, you definitely know that I think progesterone is really important and that I think the progesterone balance is a really big piece of balancing our hormones in general. And I want to dive into why. And also, instead of it kind of being a general idea that stress is bad for your hormones, I really want to dive into how stress very specifically affects your progesterone levels and help you understand why it is so important to start to focus on regulating your stress and helping your body become more resilient. Because as a busy mama myself, I know that there's going to be stress and I know that the world that we live in is fallen and it's not perfect. And we're always going to have stressors. And when we start to support our hormones, when we start to support nutrients and we can help our bodies be more resilient, we can still have happy hormones even in the face of stress. So let's just talk about how you get progesterone to start with. Basics of how you get progesterone are that you have to be ovulating. And so every single month you want to be dropping an egg and every single month when you drop an egg, there's a little follicle, which is the covering for that egg during the follicular phase when you are, um, maturing that egg and that little follicle collapses and becomes a temporary organ called the corpus luteum and produces progesterone for the rest of your month. That's incredible. I am such a nerd about that because it's so, so cool. So natural progesterone, which means not birth control, not bioidentical progesterone cream, not a pill of progesterone or even like a progesterone shot, but natural progesterone that your body produces by ovulating has some amazing benefits for your body. Um, I think that a lot of women who have PMS seem to think that progesterone is the problem because it, that is the phase of your cycle where progesterone is dominant, but progesterone is actually doing really good things for your body. It's when it's out of balance with estrogen that usually there's an issue. So one of my favorite things about progesterone is that it can actually increase your energy when you have enough progesterone, it can increase your metabolism, your thyroid function, it increases your body temperature, helps balance estrogen, and it is very anti-anxiety. It's a calming hormone and it can even help with sleep. So all of those things are so amazing for our bodies and we have to have enough progesterone to do them. So how do you know if progesterone is low? 
there are a lot of symptoms that we can go on and lab testing is always an option too. So short luteal phases, which means that the time between your ovulation and your next period is short. I would say definitely anywhere between 12, 10 and 12 days, or even lower than that, I would consider a short luteal phase. We love for it to be 14 days, even 16 days sometimes is possible. And that would be an ideal luteal phase. If you're like, Alicia, I don't even know where, like how to know my luteal phase. Then that's where you go back to tracking your ovulation with cervical fluid and basal body temperatures. And then you can start to figure out which part of your cycle is longer. So that part before ovulation is generally a little bit more variable than the part after ovulation. So hopefully if you have a decently regular cycle, that luteal phase, so the time between ovulation and your next period is actually going to be really consistent for you. And once you figure out what that length is, we can kind of have an idea of progesterone levels for you. And so if you're having a shorter luteal phase, then often that is a sign of lower progesterone, low basal body temperatures, which means if you're taking your temperature throughout the month and you notice that it doesn't go up in the second half of your cycle, or it doesn't go up very much, that can be a sign of lower progesterone. Spotting before your period can be a sign of lower progesterone. Estrogen dominance in and of itself can be dominant because you don't have enough progesterone. So that can look like things like PMS, bad periods, low libido, hormonal acne, all the things I talk about not being normal for your cycle. I did mention lab work as a way to test progesterone. You can do blood work for progesterone. I personally think that the Dutch test is really effective because it is something that we can see not only what your progesterone levels are, but your other sex hormones as well and your adrenal hormones. And we can see the metabolites because it's a urine test. So we get a lot of a bigger picture than just the progesterone blood level um, because we're getting the idea of not only how your progesterone is in a certain phase of your cycle, but it's also how your body is using it. So if you're interested in testing your progesterone, definitely reach out to me. That's something I do with my one-on-one clients. And we're always looking for the why behind the hormone symptoms. And if you are like, I need to see the numbers, then that might be for you. If not, if you just hear these things and you know that you have some of the symptoms, then helping support your progesterone could be really ideal. So let's talk about how stress affects progesterone really specifically. So chronic stress affects your whole body in so many different ways and chronic stress will interrupt the natural flow of your hormone cascade in an attempt to provide the essentials to your body. So it is in an attempt to protect you and this takes place through what's called a negative feedback loop called the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis which you may have heard it's called the HPA axis. It's responsible for things like your stress response so your fight or flight response So the hypothalamus gland in your brain speaks to the pituitary gland and causes it to release a hormone that tells the adrenal glands then to secrete cortisol or even adrenaline and epinephrine. So when cortisol is secreted, it controls the metabolism. It affects insulin sensitivity, regulates the immune system, and even controls blood flow in your body. So cortisol, even though it gets a bad rap because sometimes we have too much of it or it's dysregulated, we need cortisol to stay alive. So it's absolutely necessary. When our body, though, decides that we are in a really stressed out state, we're in survival mode, we're overworked, we're under exercising or over-exercising, our emotions and our trauma are all over the place, and we are just in survival, it's always going to prioritize essential functions over non-essential functions. And so essential functions for the body include things like making your heart pump and getting blood to your vital organs and to your extremities so that you can run away if there is 
an attack or there's an emergency. Non-essential functions for the body include, unfortunately, things like reproductive hormones or digesting your food well or creating healthy skin with collagen production. There are so many things that are not essential to your immediate survival. And so when you're in that fight or flight response, you are not going to be prioritizing those things. And that significantly can decrease your sex hormones or the balance of your sex hormones. So cortisol, when it's extra high or when it's extra dysregulated, can inhibit the HPG axis, which is the hypothalamus pituitary gonad axis. So it affects your sex hormones and it inhibits that axis at every single point. So it reduces the production of the top hormone from the brain to the gonads or the sex organs called gonadotropin releasing hormone which in turn reduces the production of your FSH, which is your follicle stimulating hormone that is needed for ovulation and LH which is your luteinizing hormone also needed for ovulation, which can effectively decrease ovulation or even prevent ovulation. And it can also suppress estrogen and progesterone secretion in your body because truly your body is taking priority for the most essential functions, and it is not going to be prioritizing balanced hormones for immediate survival. So when we think about this in the context of our daily modern lives, when the body is stressed, it's starting to actually not only not produce progesterone and not prioritize progesterone production, but it actually starts to use your progesterone to make more cortisol. I want you to hear that again. When you are stressed, even if you are ovulating and making progesterone, your body can be stealing your progesterone to make more cortisol because it's getting the signals from your brain that this is an emergency and all we really need is stress hormones to survive. So from that, then it can actually start using the mother hormone for progesterone as well, which is pregnenolone to make more progesterone so that you can make more cortisol. So with that being said, the HPA axis, the stress axis in your body can actually steal that precursor for testosterone and estrogen and progesterone. And each of those hormones are just not being prioritized in a chaotic environment of chronic stress. So when we try to produce more progesterone, or when we even think that estrogen itself is always the problem, we try to reduce estrogen dominance by supplementing progesterone while we're already in a state of stress, you're actually just fueling those dysfunctional pathways even further. So added progesterone can simply convert to more cortisol and perpetuate the problem. So instead of thinking that you need to do a cream or you need to do an oil or you need to do anything that is more bioidentical hormone-based, or it is more um, even medical hormone-based, I think that we're always missing something when we don't ask why. Why are your hormones imbalanced in the first place? This often really comes back to a lifestyle of stress versus nourishment. And so nourishment, you know, when I talk about nourishment, I'm not just talking about food, but I often am talking about food. So my first thing that I always would check in with is, are you getting consistent nourishing foods? When you are eating nutrient-dense, whole foods consistently throughout the day, this tells your body that you are safe. It doesn't mean that that's an overnight quick fix, but it does mean that when your body is consistently getting a signal of safety and when your blood sugar is starting to regulate because you are getting what you need consistently throughout the day, you're not having so many ups and downs, you're not starving yourself, you're not missing out on nutrients because you're eating fast food or you're eating your child's leftover chicken nugget for your lunch, 
And when you're drinking coffee without food, that can be a stressor on the body as well, because coffee can be basically like hitting the gas in your car when you have nothing left in your tank. And so really prioritizing nutrient dense and mineral rich foods can make a really big difference in your stress response. Magnesium specifically is a mineral that is really important for your stress response and sodium potassium are also really important because they are the gatekeepers for the cell and they allow insulin to go in and out of your cell as well as so many other things. And you need insulin regulation. You need mineral regulation to be able to balance your blood sugar. And when your blood sugar is balanced, then you stop having so many signals throughout the day that there is an emergency and that stress is running rampant in your body basically. Also a go, go, go mentality is a huge trigger for progesterone depletion. And it's because it is a stress trigger. But when we think that we always have to be going, we always have to be achieving, we are perfectionists. We are not going to be able to give our bodies the signal that things are safe because we will never be perfect and we're never going to get there. So thinking about how you can start to slowly but surely have a mindset of progress over perfection, especially with your health can be really, really helpful. And then prioritizing sleep and prioritizing sunshine can both be really helpful as well for happy progesterone in the body. Because when you are depleted in sleep, when you're not getting sunshine, those are also signals for your body that everything is not okay. And when everything is not okay, you're going to be going down this crazy hormone cascade over and over and over again. There also can be underlying other stress factors in the body. And so when someone is telling me that they are well nourished and that they're stressed and that their sleep are reasonably well under control, then that's where I always look to doing some lab work like gut testing or mineral testing. And those are things that I do with my one-on-one clients as well. And those are the things that we can kind of dive into the deeper aspects of what is truly going on in the body. Where is there inflammation? Where is there additional stress? And nourishment is going to be the very first step. So if you are listening to this and realize that your progesterone is likely low, that your stress hormones are high, then nourish your hormones is my signature step-by-step method to not only increase your metabolism, increase your energy and fix your periods, but truly to provide your body with the building blocks that are needed for happy hormones, happy progesterone, happy estrogen, and in the long term, balanced hormones that are going to withstand the stress responses that they are put under to a much bigger extent and create so much more resilience so that you can continue to feel good even while just continuing very simple methods that work for you in your season and just really building confidence that you know exactly what is needed for your body can make a huge difference in your stress and your progesterone as well. I'm also making some really big changes to my one-on-one coaching and I have spots open for January because this phenomenon of stress causing hormone issues is so rampant and I have expanded my coaching to not only include the coaching with me that we dive into your very specific lab work, we create a step-by-step blueprint for you and for your lifestyle that works with nourishment and with sleep and with exercise based on your results and your hormones and the one-on-one support that we have together. I also now 
now have additional coaches in my program so that we can do the deeper dive mindset work and support you in actually supporting your nervous system and uncovering some of the roots of your stress triggers that are more emotional. And I have done this work myself in the last year and just cannot recommend it any more highly. So that is something that you can apply for in the show notes as well. And I cannot wait to get started on that. So I would love to hear from you if it's something that you're interested in. I hope that this was supportive to you and I will see you next week.